Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Lineup Lock Live. Game time decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. Although Red Heat has uh, rolled uh, right now. But we have one of uh, many New York Jet fans uh, that I know. Ready to step up and in, and we're glad. We're glad that he is. He can uh, guide us and advise us through the treacherous waters that is Major League Baseball DFS. I've got a lineup uh, for you, and uh, we've got a CFL. We're going to throw together a CFL uh, lineup or two together uh, tonight on the program a little bit later on uh, as well. Let's bring in Benny Ricciardi uh, right now. I always love catching up with Benny. What's going on, Benny? Hey, Gabe, what's going on, man? I don't know what you guys are doing over there, but Florio calls me to get me online with you, and the number's coming up as a phone call from Vietnam. So at some point today, I, I feel like I'm going to get a call from the FBI here and talking about, uh, you know, what's going on with these international phone calls. Yeah, now now, now I know why no one uh, returns returns our calls ever, so <laughs> I guess. Well, I, I didn't even pick up the first time. I'm like, I'm not picking up a call from Vietnam. I thought it was some telemarketer or something. <laughs> no. Now I know why we drop off the air, too. What's our phone system being run out of Vietnam now? And we're we're unaware. Listen, I give up answering my phone, like, all the time, man. Like, uh, you know, I don't know anyone's number. I get, I get weird weird things happen, man. And so I was telling people, like, about weird things, like the LaShawn McCoy story. I said, you got to let these oh, stories sort of settle in just because it's so weird, right? You know, it's not – nothing's clear cut with this stuff. And the best is, you know the way it is, too. There's her side, there's his side, and the truth is somewhere in the middle of all this stuff. So all I know is that, you know, there's there's a lot going on. And honestly, I mean, I don't know whether he did or he didn't do it, but with the Scott Fishbowl draft going on right now, this is this is really throwing a, uh, a kink into some, uh, you know, some of the running back decisions people have to make here right now. Because if there's no McCoy on Buffalo, I mean, God, where do you even go with that offense in fantasy? Yeah, no, I didn't. And listen, I'm a big Bills fan, as you know, and uh, I didn't want any part of him really coming into this. Every time he gets tackled, he, I think he's hurt, you know? Yeah. That, that's my concern. But, you know, I'm going to, and, you know, this comes from someone that thought O.J. was innocent for the first couple of days, too, until the Ford Bronco uh, chase happened. <laughs> <laughs> I would wager, and I, I guess if you want, if you're willing to gamble, where I'm going with this, if you're willing to gamble and think he's innocent, I guess you could say he's going to be somewhat of a steal if you're holding a draft in the next couple of days or week, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's one of those high risk, high reward things, and it happens every year where you know he's probably going to drop at least a round or two because people are going to put a couple guys up ahead of him. And if you grab him and things work out well, you look like a genius. And if you grab him and he winds up having to go to jail and not playing a single down this year, you you know you wasted a third or fourth round pick or you know, wherever he ultimately settles while all this is hanging over his head. So, you know, that's why I like the best ball format because you, uh, you can take some chances like that and, and still not really uh, completely ruin your season if it does work out the wrong way for you. All right, so let's, let's talk some baseball uh, right now. Uh, first things uh, first, what time, uh, what time does your kid take the field at? Yeah, they're hitting. Uh, they're taking batting practice right now. The game starts at six thirty, so I actually got a, a, at least twenty minutes to kill, if not. And you know, they're uh, they're going to be in the field first. It's a home game today, so you know, I don't really have to watch the first inning. The kid they have got pitching l- today is going to strike out sides in like nine pitches, so we're good. Have, have, have you laid it down with anybody yet? Any of the other parents? Have you guys uh, set, set a number and laid it down yet? You know, they actually they played this team. Uh, they played this team on the road. The league that they play in, it's, it's like a summer travel league. It's home and away. So they beat this team twenty-two to eight when they played them at uh, 
at their place. So, you know, you got to figure that the spread's probably, I don't know, 14 or 15 at home here. So. So take the uh, take the over. Yeah, we're going to be better. So it's like the Indians and the Reds last night. I was on. <laughs> oh you know, man, the, you know, two nights ago, dude, I was on the I was on uh, I was on the Athletics. Cleveland? Yeah, I like to, I like to take like the underdog of the day sometimes. You know, I'll, I'll roll the dice uh, on on this team at plus one seventy five. So I did it two nights ago with the Athletics. They're losing freaking four nothing all game. They tie the game four four. They take a five four lead. Then they lose six uh, five. I had the Reds the other day, same thing. They lost by a run, and Cam's always telling me, dude, instead of, you know, losing, just take these teams, you know, plus a run and a half. So, yeah, yeah, last night I had the um, I had the Cincinnati Reds plus a run and a half. It didn't cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you needed a few more, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's like having a teaser in football, you know what I mean? You're plus 14, you lose by, like, 32. It's like, wow, I didn't have a 33-point teaser on that, so... Yeah, you should you should have doubled it up. You know, you, you, what, you only got to pay like uh, minus one thousand to get that extra fifteen points. You should have done it. Now, one thing that I look to do often, I'm always, and I don't know, it doesn't seem to work out for me, you know, very well to be honest. But I'm always looking for the value pitcher, Benny, when it comes to DFS. And I know everyone's going to jump on the obvious arms all the time, so I'm always looking for that nice alternative. Uh, but tonight, I'm sort of part of the public in a sense that. You know, I don't. I'm not taking Scherzer at thirteen three. You got Paxton that seems to be pretty heavily priced at twelve five, and I'm going by DraftKings prices right now. And then you get the Blake Snell at eleven seven. It seems yep. to me that out of these three guys, if you're spending money, isn't Snell the play out of these three guys? Yeah, I mean, we got to keep an eye on the weather too because the weather was an issue here. But he was the guy that I had, um, you know, that I had written up this morning as well. I mean, Minnesota. Most people don't realize Minnesota's got the fourth highest strikeout rate against left-handed pitching in the league. Um, they got, I think, an 86 WRC plus with the present roster that they have. So it, it's a great matchup for him there. This is one of those nights though where like a lot of people are trying to find the value. Like I don't really know if you can take value on a night like this because there are. Legitimately, seven teams aces going tonight, and there are seven guys that could put up 30, 35 points. So, if you're trying to go cheap tonight, you're not just fading. You know, it's not like one of those slates where there's one high priced pitcher and you're fading it, hoping that that guy doesn't go off. You know, I'm not saying that all seven of these guys are going to go off, but one or two of them is. So, if you're not paying up for at least one pitcher tonight, you're almost saying, well, I think all six or seven of these guys are going to pitch like crap. And that never happens. So I think you got to spend up for at least one guy on DraftKings tonight. And honestly, you might even have to go two guys that are, you know, at that like eight or nine K range or above. Then normally I never do it, but the two guys I decide to go with, I went with Blake Snell, and then I went with Stripling. Uh, Stripling yep. at nine one. And as you mentioned, mm-hmm. there's a lot of good pitchers tonight, and I found it sort of a little bit daunting when I was looking at offense. I'm like, yeah, the. the it's like, you know, you get the Yankee bats, but it, it's, it's against Kluber. And then you get, you know, the, the Indian bats, yeah, but it's against Severino. I even sort of have a hard time making uh, what to make of the hop and the price matchup. That one could go either way. It wouldn't shock me if both pitchers pitch well, and it wouldn't shock me if that game turned into a 6-5, seven, an 8-7 game tonight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my, you see, my, my thing with Happ and the Red Sox, the Red Sox as a team, everybody gets, you know, excited because the Red Sox as a team don't hit left-handed pitching pretty well. And that's true, but they have a couple guys on that team that do hit left-handed pitching really well. Like Xander Bogart has always hit him well during his career. J.D. Martinez absolutely crushes lefties. And then the addition of Steve Pierce, like this is the reason why they went out and got Steve Pierce. They got Steve Pierce because Steve Pierce is a guy who has always been able to hit left-handed pitching. And the guy's been on fire since he put on a Red Sox uniform. So while the team numbers might not look that great for the Red Sox, there are some individual bats that I think are going to make it a, you know, a tough day here for Hap. And, and Hap's down a little bit from what he was earlier in the year when he was, you know, at one point this season, I think he was up at like 12 Ks per nine. And, you know, he was just looking dominant. And against lefties, he is dominant. Against righties, though, is where he's always had struggles with his career. Uh, two pitchers that I'm looking at here where – if we turn back the clock, we'd be like, oh, I can't believe we're getting uh, Tyson Ross, man, at $5,100. I mean, you know, we're talking about a guy I'm looking now, so what he topped out at nine six or so. And uh, here he comes in at $5,100 tonight. And uh, Tyon's another one, you know, $5,700. Mm-hmm. You know, he was putting up some pretty nice numbers, fantasy numbers earlier in the year. And uh, now, you know, he's uh, – 
he's coming in at fifty seven hundred dollars. He didn't have eighteen DK points in his in his last start though. What do you make of the um, some of the pricing here? As you stated, it's tough to roll the dice here, but man, are these guys cheap? Yeah, so let's, let's take it one by one. Tyson Ross is somebody I'm not touching tonight. And, I mean, the Dodgers haven't really been looking all that great, so it would be somebody that you would think, oh, well, maybe you should take a chance on. But his numbers have been way, way down lately. I mean, his last couple starts have not been good at all. His yeah. numbers to left-handed bats this year are horrendous. I think it's like a 380 Woba and over a 500 slugging percentage. So you look at guys like Cody Bellinger and, and Max Muncy, uh, Jock Peterson, who I think is really well-priced here tonight. He's one of my favorite one-off plays. So I'm looking to pick on Tyson Ross tonight. That's not one that I'd use. The other one you mentioned, though, with Tyon, that one's a lot more interesting. You know, the Brewers are legitimately a hit-or-miss team. And I think we might have talked about this one other time when I, when I was on the show with you. You know, they're a team that is up in the top five in the league for strikeout rate against right-handed pitching, but they also have, like, a top five, top six WRC plus uh, number, meaning that they're creating a lot of runs. So – this is a team that could go out and slug three or four home runs and put up seven or eight runs, or they could go out there and strike out ten times, and you could wind up having Tyon put up 20, 25 drafting points, you know, for, like you said, for less than 6K and, and be a slate winner. So in cash games, I can't mess with it, but he's definitely a guy that I think is interesting in tournaments because, you know, these guys at 10K, yeah, they're really, really good and all that, but when you talk about it on a price-per-dollar scale, they can't get your four or five X. You're not going to get – you know, 52 fantasy points tonight out of, uh, you know, Max Scherzer. I mean, maybe he maybe he throws a 15-strikeout gem or something like that, but those games come so rare. But like you said, Tyon had 18 in his last game. That's over 3X. He's had 20 before. You know, you're getting 4 or 5X out of a guy if he has a good start like that. And the Brewers do strike out a lot, so it is a start where there is upside where something like that could happen. Uh, you know, looking at Philadelphia and, uh, and Baltimore, uh, going off the board uh, right now. Uh, Pavetta is a guy that's getting lit up, but he's not part of this uh, this slate here. This is an interesting game tonight. It's not. It's rare that uh, Baltimore is going to be favored or a pick them in a spot against a team like Philadelphia, but they are because of Pavetta's numbers recently. Yeah, you know, at one point this season, I thought this guy had turned it around. His numbers last year were horrendous, and a lot of it was right-handed bats hitting power shots off him. I think he gave up like 20 home runs and about 60 innings to right-handed bats last year. This year, he's been a lot tougher on him, or at least at the beginning of the year, he had been. His strikeout numbers were up. You know, all of his numbers across the board were, were kind of down. But the last couple starts, it seems like he's kind of fallen off a little bit. So not really a huge fan of Pavetta at the moment, but Baltimore is one of the best matchups for right-handed pitching. I mean, they're another team that's, uh, you know, top three in the league in strikeout percentage, you know, bottom five in the league in, in weighted runs created. So, you know, that's the matchup that you're looking for. Teams that struggle to score and are also going to give you strikeouts where you have upside. I, I, this could be a bounce-back game for Pavetta here. I actually wouldn't doubt if he pitched well. Washington Nationals, 3-12, and 12, last 15 games on the road uh, tonight. Uh, Mats uh, on the hill uh, for the Mets. What, you know, it's, it's a lighter slate, so there's seven late games uh, here. Uh, what, who are a couple of bats? We've talked a lot about pitching. We've only got a couple of minutes left. We're in conversation with Benny Ricciardi. We appreciate him taking the time to be with us uh, from uh, from the ballpark, literally and figuratively. Well, who are some <laughs> of the bats and guys that uh, you isolated tonight you're taking a look at? Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of stacking tonight with a lot of good pitchers on the mound, but there are some guys that stand out. I think the guys on Pittsburgh in the middle of that order, um, you know, Elias Diaz, David Freeze, uh, and Jordan Laplow, who's somebody that I don't think people really know about. Uh, this is a guy who has just absolutely crushed lefties in the minors. I think he's got a 925 OPS in the minor league against left-handed pitching. So I think that that's one of the safest matchups tonight. They're going up against Wade Miley coming off the DL. Um, you know, I've never been a big fan of Miley anyway, even when he was on top of his game. Certainly not a big fan of him now. But there's a couple bats that stand out. I mean, we talked about Jock Peterson uh, going up against Tyson Ross tonight. I like yeah. that one. Um, you know, guys like Bowers and Kiermaier against, uh, against Kyle Gibson. I mean, Gibson's been better, but he does still struggle with those lefties. And then, honestly, I think one of the things to do if you're playing tournaments tonight is look for some leverage plays. So look for some bats you can take against some of those high-priced pitchers. So, like a guy like Nemo, a guy like Conforto, they're really cheap going against Scherzer. And most people are going to be like, oh, you can't pick on Max Scherzer. Well, Max Scherzer's biggest weakness is power left-handed bats. So, you know, those are the two guys on the, on the Mets that I think could take a beat. So putting one of those two guys on a, uh, on a tournament team I don't think is crazy. Or even, like, looking at a guy like Blake Snell, who I love and he's been pitching really well and I think is going to be the chalk tonight. 
if you can take a bat against a guy who's the chalk and they, and they go off, you're going to have a low-owned guy that can win you a tournament. So guys like Robbie Grossman, guys like uh, Brian Dozier, those right-handed bats against Snell, you know, again, I'm not using them in cash games, but in tournaments, yep, you know, yep. catching a home run from one of those guys could be the low-owned thing that wins it for you. Like you said, nobody's uh, nobody's owning Mitch Garver tonight, right? He p- puts one yep. over the wall. I'm a big fan of that. I actually look for that. And the guy tonight, I was looking, it's Jose Batista and uh, Jose Reyes, okay. of all people. <laughs> like, but, you know, Jose Reyes is $2,900 tonight. He's 10 for 29 in his career. He's had success against Scherzer. I don't know what it means, but... Um, you know, I, I've been picking, I've been, you know, isolating, you know, an Oakland athletic on a daily basis or two against the Houston pitching. But as you stated, you know, people are like, oh, I don't want any part of that guy. I'm not going against McCullers. I'm not going against Verlander. But, you know, some the McCullers been pitching well. But you look at the Astro arms, they've been giving up a lot of long balls and stuff. Like people sort mm-hmm. of, the numbers are set on past performances. Not everyone really reads between the lines and pays attention to every start, uh, Benny. So it's like, you know, they don't really realize, oh, you know what? Scherzer's giving up the long ball right now, or Verlander's giving yep. up four home runs in his last uh, five starts, et cetera, or two, three starts. And, you know, no one's going to own these guys. I like that. Uh, I like that approach a lot. Yeah, especially in tournaments. Because, again, in a tournament, what you're really trying to do is, is figure out a way to get to the top. So you're trying to do something that other people aren't doing. And, you know, again, like the Blake Snell thing that we just talked about, you know, you mentioned Garver, who's another one that, that could be a good one-off play. You know, all you really need is to catch one home run from all these guys when everybody else is on some other chalk player who, you know, doesn't have a big game. Or not even doesn't have a big game. Like, you could have two or three hits and a run and an RBI. But if you get one home run from a Garver or from a, from a you know, Dozier at a position that nobody else really puts up big numbers at, that's going to put you ahead of all those other people, of the 60%, 70% of people that have them. There are very few places that really look like good places to take bats tonight with so many good pitchers on the mound. So I think a lot of stuff is going to be chalky. So if you can get away from the, you know, the chalk a little bit in your tournament lineups, I think that's a good way to kind of give yourself the, the differentiation you need to get to the top of the tournament. Benny Ricciardi. Benny, where can our listeners find you? Oh, uh, yeah, you can find me over at Twitter at BennyR11 or over at Guru Elite where all my stuff is. Guru Elite. Hey, always a pleasure, Benny. Thanks for the time, my man. Hey, anytime, bro. Be good. There's uh, Benny Ricciardi. Always love talking to Benny. We've got uh, we've got more baseball talk. We've got uh, CFL, DFS for you tonight. We've got best bets, baseball trends, and more. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. That for the red record, Mitch Garver is not playing tonight. <laughs> Mitch Garver out of the lineup. Gregory Polanco not in the lineup uh, tonight. Lefty on the hill. He doesn't sit often, actually, Polanco, but uh, he's not playing this evening for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Thanks to Benny Ricciardi for uh, for joining us on the program. All right, uh, Major League uh, Baseball uh, starting lineups over this evening. Uh, who's in, who's out, anybody of, of note. Uh, looks like uh, Milwaukee are fully loaded uh, here. Thames, Kane, Yella, Jaguar, Shaw, Miller, Saladino, Kratz, Miley. Uh, Blue Jays starting, uh, Blue Jays and uh, the Red Sox. Red Sox, Mookie Betts, Benatendi, Martinez, Pierce. Pierce, a batting cleanup. You know what, Pierce actually, um, 
Pierce has had some success in his career against uh, Jay Happ as well. So let's let's jump in here. There's a couple other things I see right now. There's a little bit of a uh, there's a, a Twitter beef going on that I want to get you caught up uh, <laughs> caught up with. And it concerns Brendan Schaub, uh, Brendan Schaub and uh, Dana White uh, of the UFC. Very popular figures, both of them, of course. Get your popcorn out. But uh, we'll get to that in a couple of moments' uh, time. So uh, let's get to uh, let's get to the baseball. And uh, you know, looking at the pitching tonight, you guys know. Oh, son of a bitch! Chris Herman's out tonight, catcher. All right. Well, Freitas is in then, so I don't really have a choice there. All right. So, well, you guys know I'm normally going for the value when it comes to pitching, but tonight there's no screwing around, man. Blake Blake Snell's just on another level uh, right now. He's a freaking strikeout machine, man, and uh, he's a DK uh, machine. Thirty-three points, thirty-five points, thirty-six points, twenty-three points. Uh, I mean, you, you look you look at the the strikeout uh, right now. You know, 10 strikeouts, 10 strikeouts, 9 strikeouts. Uh, Snell in a nice spot tonight against uh, the Minnesota Twins. I'd rather spend the money for Snell, who's cheaper uh, than Scherzer is. So, of course, Snell uh, shut down the New York Mets on six hits over seven and a third innings the last time um, he was on the hill. He's got a four-game uh, winning streak, a four-start uh, winning streak, a span in which he's permitted only two runs and 14 hits. Well, uh, in the last so in his last four starts, he's went twenty-eight and two-third innings, and uh, he's struck out thirty-five freaking batters. He's eight and one over his last ten starts, and over uh, over Snell's last ten starts, he's allowed two runs or fewer nine times. And this guy wasn't an all-star. Like, come on. Absolutely, uh, absolutely freaking ridiculous. 28.8% strikeout rate. Left-handed hitters hitting just a buck 25 against them. 177 Woba. Right-handers, 199. Hard contact rate, 37% for uh, for left-handed hitters. 33% for right-handed hitters. Snell's a stud. He's a strikeout machine. And um, we just, we can't pass this. I mean, you know, I'm, I like to be a hipster and try to, ooh, I'm going to take this guy cheap and try to be different and stuff. But, you know, you just can't do it, especially on a shortened slate here tonight because not everybody's going to have Snell, but people are going to have Paxton, people are going to have Scherzer, and I just think uh, Snell's the you know the better uh, selection there at 11-7. And then you get into, uh, you get into Stripling here. Stripling is also, I just found out he's going to be an all-star. And uh, Stripling is at 9,100 tonight in a pretty nice spot, I think, against uh, the San Diego Padres. The Padres really aren't like strikeout machines or anything like that. I mean, you can argue that Stripling isn't a great fantasy pitcher. He's one of these reality guys. But I think for the price, uh, Stripling uh, is worth it uh, tonight. I mean, you have a lot of other good pitchers, but these other good pitchers, are taking on really good lineups. You know, like Severino and Kluber, you really want to mess with either one of them, either either one of the lineups. So we're going to go with uh, Stripling uh, here in this spot. It's amazing. Stripling started the season in the Dodgers' bullpen, uh, but um, he's ended up uh, saving them, and it's unbelievable. The guy's going to the, the freaking All-Star game now. 103 strikeouts and 13 walks in 89 and a third innings. I don't know. Is, is that good? Is that good? He's got a Dodger team high uh, seven wins uh, on the season. Last start out, he gave up one run and three hits uh, over six innings. 2.2 earned run average. His whip, 1.07. 28.7 strikeout rate. Doesn't actually really feel uh, that high, but you got to like the uh, the soft, uh, hard uh, contact rates here. Left-handers only hit 24 uh, hard uh, hard contact, 24 percent. Right-handers, 31 percent. So we're going to go with Ross Stripling, and we're going to go with Ian Snell as our pitchers uh, this evening. 
Now, catcher, we're, we're sort of punting with the catcher spot here tonight. We're going to go with uh, with Freitas of the uh, the Seattle Mariners. We had Herman in here. Zanino's out. Herman's in. So they're sort of going back and forth. He's $2,700. Because <laughs> uh, we spent the money on pitching, so we had to squeeze in a couple of punt plays. But he's really the only one. We're talking about uh, Stephen Pierce. And uh, Benny Ricciardi brought up uh, Stephen Pierce. I like uh, Pierce has been on, absolutely on. Uh, he's been on fire, man, since. Um, since being uh, picked up by the, the Boston Red Sox. Takes on a uh, former team here in the uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, except He's actually faced off against a Hap quite a few times in his career. 28 at-bats. How about this with Pierce? 28 at-bats. Dude's got 10 hits. Five of them are home runs. He's hit five home runs and 28 at-bats against Jay Hap. So let's call it out tonight. Pierce goes deep. Pierce hits a home run uh, tonight. Interesting, too, because there's a lot of talk about... Um, there's a lot of talk about Hap getting traded, obviously. And there's been a lot of talk about Hap specifically getting traded to the New York Yankees uh, because he can shut the Boston Red Sox down, specifically in Fenway. So here we are right now. This Tonight is an all-eyes-on-Jay-Hap type of game. <laughs> like, if Jay-Hap gets lit up tonight, it doesn't really hurt his value all that much. You know what I mean? Trust me, people want Jay-Hap right now. But... If Jay Happ lights it up tonight, then his stock goes up. Like, the Blue Jays are in a win-win. Now, the Blue Jays often find ways to screw this up, but the Blue Jays are in a win-win situation. Whatever. If he gets lit up, it's just one bad night, and you know what? There's a lot of teams that want him, guys, so if you don't want to give us something good, then fine. He lights it up tonight. Then suddenly the Yankees are like, oh, man, you know, we got to get this guy. Look what he just did to the Red Sox at Fenway. So it's going to be an interesting, uh, intriguing uh, matchup and uh, situation tonight with Jay Happ. We'll be keeping our eye on this. And what makes it a little bit, this more a little inside baseball, what makes this even more interesting and intriguing tonight, just from a storyline perspective, is David Price was on the Toronto Blue Jays. When the Blue Jays were good and going to the playoffs a couple of years ago, you remember Alex Anthopoulos, former Blue Jay general manager, is now with the Dodgers, uh, brought in David Price. And Anthopolis wanted to re-sign David Price. So Anthopolis was willing to give David Price like $200 million. You know, he, he was going to do it. And, you know, David Price basically, you know, he got a ton of money. He got the money from the Boston Red Sox. And I was critical of the Blue Jays at the time. I was critical of their, their thinking that, yeah, you know, because basically – the Blue Jays ownership group told Anthopolis, there's no way in hell we're giving this guy $220 million. And, you know, the Blue Jays are a corporation, right? They're not like an individually owned team. So they essentially stated that shareholders will never accept us paying $220 million to David Price. And their exact words to Alex Anthopolis was... You know, we would rather spend $200 million on research and development and build a bunch of fiber optic cable lines and internet lines than give this guy $220 million. So I, you know, I said, I guess you guys just don't want to win, right? Yet, I have to give the Blue Jays credit in the sense that, you know what, David Price isn't worth that much money. And number two, they brought in Jay Happ to replace David Price. And the fact of the matter is, since they did that, Jay Happ's actually been better than David Price. And there's always been a criticism of David Price as well, that he's not a good big game pitcher. He's not a good postseason uh, pitcher. So there's there's some intriguing storylines uh, coming into this uh, baseball game here this evening. And I think one of them is going to be that uh, Steve, uh, Steve Pierce uh, has a nice night tonight against Jay Happ, or at least hits a home run. I'm calling it. I'm calling my shot. All right, so we got D Gordon. Oh man, D Gordon just feels a little cheap here at thirty six hundred dollars, man. You know, for a guy that gets on base as much as he does, and for a guy that can steal bases, and a guy that can, um, 
you know, cause havoc once he gets on base. It feels a little, you know, a little light. Listen, it's a light night tonight, and we spent on the pitching. So we're going with D. Gordon at $3,600. You know, last couple of games, you know, very, very underwhelming. One for four, one for four. He did score a run the other night. I'd like to see some two for fours uh, here and, you know, and a stolen base at a run or two. But at $3,600, it just, you know, it, does, it feels cheap. Now, speaking of cheap, now, this is a big roll of the dice here. We're going to Jose Reyes tonight, $2,900. This is what Benny Ricciardi was talking about. Nobody's going to own Jose Reyes. And you know what? I don't blame them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame them. But uh, Jose Reyes is 10 for 29 against Max Scherzer, and he's $2,900, all right? It's not easy to, uh, to get a starter in here for $2,900. Yeah, I wish that Reyes had power and it could do something, but, you know, I'm going to bang. And we should mention, too, Jose Batista is actually um, 10 for 20, or 9 for 20, not 9 for, 10, uh, 9 for 20 or 10 for 20 uh, versus Scherzer as well. All right, we got Gene Segarra. Segarra won the, uh, the, uh, the fan vote, final vote for the All-Star game. Good for him. Uh, he's, had, uh, he's had a nice year. Now we're gonna go. We're gonna go with a guy that we haven't taken, but uh, he's on a little bit of a run right now. This is uh, Kiermaier. Kevin Kiermaier, three for five on Wednesday. Guy's got a five-game hitting streak uh, right now, and uh, Kiermaier is uh, thirty-nine hundred dollars. Thirty-nine hundred dollars against Kyle Gibson here this evening. You know what? The uh, the Rays are one of my best bets tonight. I like the Rays a lot, actually. And I'll post my picks online during the commercial break uh, here. But I do like the Rays tonight. Man, did I ever love the Rockies last night, and they rolled. We had a nice baseball night. We've had a nice baseball season, actually. You know, all the DFS talk and the DFS experts and breakdowns, and, you know, we're just way more on top of of baseball from a statistical standpoint uh, than we would be if we weren't uh, paying attention to the DFS world. And I tell people this all the time, and I'll give you warnings. You know, I'm telling you this for football people coming out. I know baseball is more specific and niche, but uh, with football season coming up, man, if you're just a better and you're tuning in right now for our best bets in a couple of minutes or whatever, I'm telling you, you know, the fantasy football research that you do, the more knowledge that you have, it'll help you uh, from a gambling perspective. So we're going to go with Kiermaier, $3,900. Uh, Andrew Tolls tonight against Tyson Ross. Tolls in the starting lineup this evening, $3,700. I think he's got a shot uh, to do something. Tyson Ross is really, really, really falling apart as of late. And uh, finally, in closing, we got Michael Taylor. Michael Taylor, who the computers actually like a lot uh, this evening. I, I sort of trusted the computers a bit tonight. So we're going Blake Snell, Stripling. Uh, Freitas, Pierce, D. Gordon, Jose Reyes, Gene Segarra, Kiermaier, Tolls, and Michael Taylor. We'll hit, uh, we got some CFL as well, actually. So we talked about this with Ben. It's kind of frustrating. Um, let me see, let me, let me hit refresh here. Because oftentimes DraftKings will actually add CFL, like showdowns, like, an hour before or whatnot, so I just want to see if they did today or we're just so far we're going. Uh... Yeah, so they've got the three games and then they've got a single-game showdown for Friday night's game that they've just added. I was wondering if they were going to add a showdown for tonight's game, but no, we'll hit this, uh... we'll hit this uh, on the other side. So you got a three, you got three game, you got a three-game option here. And we talked about this with Ben Kramer. How do you want to approach this from a quarterback uh, standpoint? Mike Riley, and we talk about Mike Riley on a weekly basis being, like, you know, the best quarterback in the league. And he is. Like, he is a stud. I mean, the lowest fantasy points that he put out was 21.9, and that was last week. So I would expect him to get back up there into the 30 range. But he is very expensive at 11.5. 
I don't think you can go wrong tonight with Trevor Harris or be Bo Levi Mitchell. And Bo Levi Mitchell is one of these guys where he's a he's a very he's a winner, right? He just he's a good game managing winning quarterback, but he's not like a fantasy stud. But there's going to be points put up on the board in this game tonight. I don't have a problem with taking Bo Levi Mitchell. I think James Franklin is the play at eight thousand dollars. The former Missouri Tigers. So we'll rattle off a lineup for you on the other side. We'll get to the best bets and we'll get you caught up to date as far as the Brendan Schaub, Dana White feud. Lineup Lock Live continues. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Block live game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio continues. It's time to start getting our bets in here, people. And a bet that I do like. I do like the Rays uh, tonight. How the hell? You know, we're just talking about Snell's fantasy numbers. Man, it was minus 125. It's just popped up to minus 135 in the last couple of minutes, actually. So it's time to uh, jump in on this. Snell's just on another level uh, right now. Tampa's playing, uh, Tampa's one of these teams, man, and uh, it's too bad, actually. You get teams like Tampa, Oakland, they go on these runs and they're playing well and they're they're good teams, but they're just in over their heads because of the heavyweights. They're just, they, they got out of the gate so freaking quickly, man. The American League, not a lot of drama, but it's all about these teams. You got to identify if a team is having a fun time showing up to the ballpark. And... You, know, you look at a team like the Cincinnati Reds. You know, the Reds, are they going to the playoffs? No. And, you know, if you were sitting at a bar with, the, you know, these guys and were being honest with you, they'd tell you, no, we're not going to catch the Cubs. But, you know, it's better winning than losing. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like players, you know, athletes are like anyone else, right? It's like if you're gambling. It's better to, you know, either whether you're winning a million dollars every night or not, you know, it's all comparable, Right. So it's better to win than to lose. So these teams that win, it becomes contagious. And if they like going to the ballpark and they're not just going through the motions of like, oh, God, this season's going to be long, you know, you you have to identify these teams. And right now Tampa is one of these teams. And, in fact, you know, that was like pretty much their exact words. I was reading the interview with Snell earlier in the morning, and it was essentially the same you know, when we're on the bus, we can't wait to get to the ballpark. And, you know, it feels good to win. And essentially, Oakland says the same thing. You know what? It's great showing up to the park when you're winning like this. So that's a team that I think that uh, is a good play here tonight. And evidently, some other people do. Is is now jumped up to a minus 135. I don't want to force anything on the baseball card tonight. I find it tricky from fantasy purposes. And I find it tricky for betting purposes. Milwaukee are just pissing me off. You know, and listen, Milwaukee had the best record in the National League. They do, and it's tough for them to play, especially now, guys, with the All-Star break coming up. We'll talk about this on the show tomorrow, actually, more. With the All-Star break uh, coming up, the final weekend before the All-Star game is usually a little weird. And, And just it's just, you know... Players that aren't in the All-Star game are thinking that, you know, they're planning their vacation. They're thinking, all right, two more days and I'm going to have five days off. you got to remember, baseball players are never off. They're never off, these guys. You know, it's it's. I, I was the host of a Major League Baseball postgame show, and it made me realize how relentless the Major League Baseball schedule actually is. I know when I was doing it, you know, the union, they basically only had to have a day off every 18 days. So, 
it's not like there's a lot of off days for Major League Baseball players. So when you get into the, the All-Star weekend, you know, they start to think, all right, man, I'm going to the Caribbean for the weekend. I'm going to Vegas. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And conversely, you get All-Star players who are starting to think about the All-Star game. They're like, man, I got to go to the All-Star game. I've got to deal with this this ticket, and I got to get these people this, and I'm, they're doing a feature on me because I'm an All-Star. And, you know, don't forget, the All-Stars are there on Monday. You got the home run derby on Monday. You know, don't tell me the guys aren't starting to think about the home run derby. And it's just, it's, it's like betting on the last week of the uh, regular season in the National Football League. We always tell people this, too. It's the same thing in, like, NBA basketball. I swear to God, NBA basketball, you'll notice a drop. Like, NBA basketball games get worse, like, the night that the NBA All-Star voting is done. Like, you know, because basically they take the pedal off the metal. All these players are trying to get into the All-Star game. I've been around a long time, so I notice these little themes and trends. I'm looking forward to the All-Star game, and I'll be betting on the American League. But looking at the games tonight, like I said, so you got Milwaukee and Pittsburgh. I don't trust Wade Miley. I'm tired of losing. I lost twice with Milwaukee this week against the Marlins. I don't, I don't want to do it again tonight with Pittsburgh. I get the feeling that Milwaukee could be hitting the wall a little bit or just getting a little tired going into the All-Star break here. The Yankees and the Indians, I'm not touching this game. That's the beautiful thing about having multiple games. And one good thing that I've matured with that, you know, I'm not just a degenerate gambler that, oh, I have to bet on this game because it's a big game because I don't know who's going to win the game. Do you? Yankees and Indians? I don't know. Severino versus Kluber? If I had to, I would take the Indians because I'm getting Corey Kluber as a home, uh, a home underdog, which is extremely rare. But I'm not a big Cleveland Indian guy. And I don't trust the Yankees against the Indians in this spot against Kluber on the road. So, you know, this that's a big pass for me, that game. Great ball game. I mean, I'll, be, I'll check it out tonight, but I'm not going to bet on it. Toronto Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox, very similar situation. But, you know, Hap really isn't an ace. He's the Blue Jays ace. But Hap is pretty good. But Price has been pitching well. Boston, you know, Boston and Toronto are usually, you know, pretty it, – it, they're a rival. Like, it's a division game. I really don't know. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Boston won 8-5. It wouldn't shock me if it was a lower-scoring game. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Blue Jays upset him. So I have to think, what would Bobby Riggs do? The late, great Bobby Riggs. What would Bobby Riggs do? And uh, Bobby Riggs would say, if you don't have an edge, you don't have an angle, don't bet on it. And I don't feel like I have an edge or an angle on this uh, Blue Jays and Red Sox game right now. The Washington Nationals and the uh, the New York Mets, I don't know why I'm going to do this because the Nationals are a freaking train wreck. And I, I really don't like the Washington Nationals. I've never liked the Washington Nationals. I had a bias against the Washington Nationals when they were created because they were essentially the Montreal Expos. And I wasn't one of these people that just, you know, went along for the ride. And to be honest with you, I have zero ill will against the Washington Nationals now because of that. They're not really the Montreal Expos. No one thinks of the Nationals as the Montreal Expos. It annoys me when they roll out a player every now and then. But, hey, if the player wants to go, who the hell am I to say uh, not to do it, right? My dislike of the Washington Nationals has nothing to like. It never even crosses my mind. Like, I haven't thought about the Nationals being the Expos in years. And um, I don't like the Nationals because they cost me a lot of money, man. They screw me often. Yeah, and I'm sure they've screwed a lot of you tuning in right now. How many times? Wow, the Nationals, they're not going to lose this game, are they? I brought it up earlier. You know, the Washington Nationals are 3-12 and in their last 15 road games. They've lost six straight road series. It's unbelievable. Since mid-June, the Nationals have only won uh, two away games. <laughs> like, you know, they you know they won one uh, one right before that. Like you know, now now three and twelve in the last fifteen. So Scherzer hasn't started against the Mets this year, but um, he beat them all three times he faced them last year. 
So I'm going to take my shot with Scherzer. It's not like, hey, this is a great bet on the Washington Nationals. I'm not looking at it like that. I'm, I'm looking at this like, listen, Scherzer, I think you can probably win this game. Plus, I think the Washington Nationals can do enough to get the match here tonight. So give me the uh, give me the uh, the Nationals in a parlay. Just for the record, too, a uh, shout-out to Loretti who's tuning in. And I didn't, um, I didn't say that Anthopolis is now the general manager of the Atlanta Braves. I was correct when I said that he left the Blue Jays to go to the Dodgers as the assistant general manager. But thank you, Loretti. Alex Anthopoulos is now the general manager of the Atlanta Braves. And you see the Braves are doing pretty well, too. Although he didn't put this team together. He just got there. <laughs> but uh, see, I like it. I like it. You guys got me, you got me on my toes here. At least I, I see somebody's listening and paying attention. See, I'm not, I can't really force these baseball bets tonight. But I will, take, I will take Scherzer and the Nationals in a parlay with Stripling and the Dodgers. I don't want to lay minus 200 with the Dodgers in this spot. Tyson Ross hasn't pitched well, though. There's no reason why the Dodgers don't get it done. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this theme tomorrow more, but... The L.A. Dodgers have been underachieving for the most part this year. Now, listen, they've turned it up since uh, late May. But, um, you know, not just underachieving. They've had a lot of injuries. Like, the Dodgers would like to be eight games in, in first place. They're not. And they're not going to let up going into this weekend. So, I would, you know, I would expect the Dodgers to put the pedal to the metal, actually. Certain teams are going to be like, all right, you know, we got to close strong here going into this all-star break and then really just take over when we come out of this. So I'm going to parlay the Nationals and the Dodgers. It's plus 118 right now. It was plus 124. I should have just clicked it because people are betting it as we talk about this right now. Let me get this parlay and put my money where my mouth is. I don't know, man. I have one of these weird feelings about this parlay when I play it, too. <laughs> I'm going to play it, but I got a weird, you know. All right. It's in. Listen, there's nothing wrong with playing plus money stuff. That's what I love about this. You're getting two, you're getting two all-star pitchers, and essentially we got them at plus money. Parlay together. Holy crap. You guys are killing me, man. You guys are killing me. I tell you, I like the Tampa Bay Rays. It's minus 125, and now here we are. It's minus 140 right now. CFL football, the game kicks off at 730. I see the Calgary Stampeders are minus three right now. So the question is, do you want to lay the three, or do you want to go... um, do you just want to go with the uh, the minus 150 on the money line? I'm going to go with the minus 150 on the money line. And I do think that it's going to be a higher scoring game, too. 54 and a half. I think it's going to get there. Weather's not going to be a factor. These teams played five straight overs, man. These teams played five straight overs. They played uh, two, three weeks ago, and they played an under. Uh, but as Ben Kramer brought up, the weather was really bad in one of the um, – in one of the corners, it was a weird game, man. CFL football strange like that. The weather changes, like, seasons in games. It could be sunny, and then it could be, like, hailing, and you know what I mean? It's a weird league. But uh, the weather was a factor in that. I remember it was raining sideways, and it was windy. And um, they, they were still moving the ball, but they kept, like, getting stalled in a red zone. I think they get back on track here, and... I also know that the Calgary Stampeders don't like the Ottawa Red Blacks very much, especially since they lost the uh, the Great Cup to them. So they beat them already this year. I think they're going to beat them again. <laughs> I think it's going to be one of these deals where it's like, you know what, guys? You beat us in the Great Cup. We're going to beat you like six times in a row right now. Ottawa are good, but Ottawa aren't great. They match up well with Calgary. I'm looking forward to watching this. Uh, tonight I'm about football, actually. I'm a big baseball guy, and I'm going to bet the baseball, but – I'm looking forward to betting this uh, this football game and watching this football game. And for some reason, because I'm a crazy degenerate gambler, I often put more money on football games. So if you're looking to lay it down tonight uh, and you want to support the program, you like this show, 
We appreciate it. You guys call in and say, uh, you know, during the DKMS Challenge, I know we got a lot of people that enjoy this uh, this content. So the best way you can support our content, actually, is is um, by supporting the sponsors. And you're all gamblers anyway, so if you're going to be betting, open up an account over at mybookie.ag. Uh, use promo code FNTSY. You get a 50% sign-up bonus, and then uh, we'll give you picks to beat the book with. Forget about, um, you know, DFS is fun, but DFS is frustrating. Ooh, is this guy in the lineup? Is he scratched? The algorithms. Ah, oh, the experts have 500 lineups. You don't have to worry about that, about any of that stuff at uh, mybookie.ag. That's uh, mybookie.ag. Use promo code FNTSY. You get a uh, 50% uh, sign-up bonus. Nothing wrong with that. Now, we're going to do the uh, the DKMS Trivia Challenge once again uh, tomorrow. You guys are getting a little bit better at it just because we were asking some of the same questions. One dude, though, I think it was Will in uh, British Columbia, he actually was pretty good. He didn't completely suck, we should say. But a uh, shout-out to DKMS who look for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their family. 70%, nearly 14,000 each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. Find out how you can help the cause and go to dailyroto.com slash DKMS. That's dailyroto.com slash DKMS. And we'll be taking your phone calls once again uh, tomorrow. And as we mentioned, if you want to get a uh, 50% uh, deposit uh, bonus over at mybookie.ag, don't worry about late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the props that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag. Enter promo code FNTSY upon sign up and choose your matchups using the prop builder tool. That's mybookie.ag. Promo code FNTSY. And right now, mybookie.ag actually has Kawhi Leonard at plus 100 to become a member of the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors have had a, a quiet. The Raptors have had a, a quiet uh, off uh, off season, and you know Masai Ujiri, the general manager of the Raptors, is an aggressive guy. But it it's looking, you know, it's looking more and more like this is going to happen, and. It could be a Kyle Lowry, DeLon Wright combination. Maybe Podol gets thrown in here. I don't think the Raptors are going to give up uh, Ananobi. They're not going to give up OG. Don't forget, Kawhi Leonard's a rental, man. Kawhi Leonard, like, has one year to play here. So the only thing is just Kawhi, you know, Kyle Lowry is good. I got nothing against Kyle Lowry, but DeMar DeRozan's a pure scorer, and uh, DeMar DeRozan's younger, and he's in better shape. You can't trade DeMar DeRozan. Not for a dude that's going to, you know, not for a dude that's going to be in Toronto, a Toronto Raptor for one year. Kyle Lowry only has two years left on his deal. DeMar DeRozan has like three, I believe, as well. All right, our plays of the day. Dodgers Nationals parlay, plus 124. Tampa Bay Rays, minus 135 with Snell on the hill. CFL football, give me the Calgary Stampeders on the money line, minus 150. Give me the Stampeders, Red Blacks, over 54 and a half. Scout Radio next.